Our beloved chiropractic profession faces challenges like never before. These challenges come from not only outside the profession, but also from within. Hi, I'm Dr. Bobby Braille, and I've had the opportunity to see this profession as a practitioner, a teacher, an administrator, and a politician. In my over 40 years in chiropractic, I've just about seen it all. Join me on Cairo Rants for an honest and no-holds-barred discussion about all aspects of chiropractic practice, politics, education, and philosophy. We'll talk about subjects that most only want to whisper about, and we'll interview the leaders in our profession to get some straight-up answers. If you're looking for a politically correct chiropractic discussion, this is not the place. Welcome to Cairo Rants. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Cairo Rants. I'm your host, Dr. Bobby Braille. And with us today, we have a very special guest, a dear friend of mine for many years. I'll tell you a little bit about him. He is a 2000 graduate from Life University School of Chiropractic. He practiced for many years in Jupiter, Florida, and is now in Connecticut. I don't know about going from that warm to that cold, but we'll ask him about that. Past president of the Florida Chiropractic Society, uh, an organization I'm near and dear to and was an or- was a officer in many years myself, an advocate for patients' rights to receive health care of their choice, a strong advocate for chiropractic, the choice of chiropractic, and he is also taking care of a lot of professional athletes, especially in Major League Baseball, and we're going to ask him a little bit about, about that. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Dr. Lucas. Welcome. Hey, Dr. Braille, thank you for having me, my friend. Well, we're glad you could be here. I want to start off a little bit right from the get-go. How did you get into chiropractic? How did you get into this profession in the first place? Uh, well, I was in uh, playing basketball in college, and it, it literally helped save my career. Um, I was having all kinds of leg leg issues. I was spraining my ankles uh, so commonly that, that, that when I rolled them over, they wouldn't even swell up anymore and then one day I um I ran into a teammate in practice and my hip came out of came out of socket and I remember hitting the ground and just innately just popped it back in and um after I got into the training room and and, uh I looked at the trainers and the doctors and I said listen man if you guys tell me to ice and rest and take anti-inflammatories and painkillers I'm gonna hurt somebody and I literally said to them my legs feel dead then I had a buddy of mine that said, well, you know, I've gotten good results from a chiropractor. Why don't you go see a chiropractor? And that's what I did. I, I went and um, and uh, the rest is history. Within a very uh, short period of time from getting adjusted, um, my, I wasn't spraining my ankles. My legs were much stronger, started jumping really well again. And um, that, that was my introduction into chiropractic. Cool. Now, uh, what made you then uh, decide Life University over over any other school? Um, well, at the particular time, I had, uh, believe it or not, I had um, my sister had some friends that she played sports with. Um, their father was a chiropractor, so after I had that experience with um, chiropractic, I reached out to him to start learning more about it, and. Um, he, uh, he said, well, if you're really interested in chiropractic and you want to learn more, we're, we're going to be attending uh, an event down in Atlanta in a, in a couple of weeks called Dynamic Essentials. If you'd like to go down with us, check it out. And, of course, I went down, and the 
walked into a room where there was 2,000 plus people and, and heard all uh, my chiropractic mentors and, and legends speaking from the stage. It just That's when it really hit home to me what, what chiropractic was truly about. How did you get involved with taking care of baseball players? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. My practice in Jupiter was literally like a mile or two miles away from Roger Dean Stadium, which is the home of uh, the Miami Marlins and the St. Louis Cardinals spring training facility. But both those teams, single A ball clubs, play there during the season. So uh, one day I had one of the minor league kids from the uh, Marlins organization come in, and we just started taking care of him, and he just started sharing what we were doing in the office with his teammates. And before you knew it, we were taking care of the majority of the Miami Marlins single-A team and quite a few of the St. Louis Cardinals single-A teams as well. Did some of them move up into the uh, majors, into the big game? Yes, they sure did. And there's quite a few levels of professional baseball, and single-A is definitely down there in the lower end. Uh, Then you got double-A, triple-A, and then the majors. But that's what happened, yeah. Over the years, I had several of them make it to the major leagues. You know, over the years, I took care of hundreds and hundreds of minor league kids that didn't make it. But, uh, yeah, several of them did make it. And then after that, I just started taking care of a lot of the guys that were on major league major league teams at the time as well. Now, I uh, my only forte into taking care of athletes on any kind of a large scale is I had the privilege of being over in uh, the Goodwill Games in Moscow in 1986 uh, before you were in school. And uh, I took care of a number of athletes there, and a lot of them were just getting chiropractic to perform at a higher level. Is that what you saw a lot of in taking care of baseball players? Yes. Yes. I, uh, you know... <laughs> There, there's there's a huge difference in someone that uh, is being proactive and, uh, you know, taking care of their body and their life through chiropractic than someone that's wanting to use chiropractic to treat symptoms. Um, you know, most, most of the guys that I took care of didn't have symptoms at all, um, but they they certainly got better results under chiropractic care than, they, than, than when they weren't under chiropractic care. Now, you know, what I also ran into when I was over in the Goodwill Games was there were a couple of chiropractors there who had um, certifications in sports chiropractic from an organization I don't belong to, and their whole approach was completely different. I mean, they wanted to do therapies and to tape people up, and for me it was like, that's not making them function better. You're a glorified trainer. Have you run into that, and what's your opinion on that? I have, and, and and very very similar like to this talk. Uh, what I've been asked to talk about this, um, taking care of athletes. My 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 short answer is, guys, it's 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 no different than taking home taking care of the stay at home mom. Uh, there there's a spine. There's misalignments. We find and fix misalignments. Chiropractors are the the only ones in the world that are that are trained in detecting and correcting subluxations, and and we're the best in the world at it. So why would we stray at anything else? Like, um, you know, they already have the best physical therapists and the best athletic trainers, but they knew nothing about subluxations and the power that made the body heal the body and the communication from the brain to the body and the body back to the brain can be interfered with by subluxations. These athletes aren't hearing that at all. And it's unfortunate that the majority of the chiropractors 
even today, Bobby, in, in, in the world we live in, are, are, are still wanting the chiropractic the way that you were just describing. They, they, they want to be glorified athletic trainers or physical therapists when uh, I say what we, what we have and what we own and what makes us different than any other profession in the world is the detecting and correcting of spinal subluxations. Uh, let's say in our lane, it's, it's plenty good enough. Now, I find it amazing that someone would go and get a doctorate degree in chiropractic and then want to do something that is less than the degree you have. I mean, you mentioned it. These teams have the best trainers, the best uh, strength coaches. They have all of these things there, people for injuries. or They're usually signed up with orthopedic groups. You know, the one thing they can't get is subluxation correction. Only we can do that. And yet I see so many chiropractors just to get into that locker room give up their basic concept of what makes that player better. I, I just personally do not understand that. I, I, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either because they, you know, every, every, every professional athlete that I've taken care of in my, in my office, which also happened to include several Hall of Fame football players, when you, when you tell them the truth, they embrace it. They literally say, man, this makes sense. How come, how come I haven't heard about this sooner? You know, and, and it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that other than the fact that, you know, chiropractic it needs to continue to work to get our true message out, which is the body free of misalignments and subluxations is a healthier, stronger body, and you're going to perform better. That's, that's, the, that's the end of it. Now, I've heard you tell a story about one of your particular athletes, and without giving away a name, he was a, a pitcher, and um, he got under care, and then he kept records, and towards the end of the season, he was much better. Can you tell a little bit about that story? Because I thought that was riveting. Yes, I sure can. Um, I, uh, I, had, I had a player come up to me. Um, it was actually six or seven weeks left, left in the baseball season. And at the particular time, he was arguably the, 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 the best young talent pitcher in Major League Baseball, if not the, he was the top three or four. And um, he came up to me one day. I had just gotten done taking care of a, a bunch of people. And uh, he said, Lucas, can you really make me better? And I just said, yes. And I didn't say anything else. And he just looked at me like a deer in the headlights. And he said, well, how? And I said, lay down and let me check you. So, of course, I, I laid him down on the table and I started adjusting him and checking him. And, and uh, he, was, <laughs> he, was, he was quite, um, how, how should I say it, vocal as that was going on. And, and uh, I hopped up, he hopped up off the table and he said, man, I got an idea what you did. But I feel amazing and I want you to do it every time I, I see you. So, fast forward that six weeks towards the end of the season. So I took care of him for six weeks. And at the particular time I started taking care of him, he, 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 he was averaging 95 miles an hour on his fast because the last night of the, that I was going to be there at that particular season, he literally hugged me and he said, Lucas, thanks so much for coming down here from Jupiter. I love you. I appreciate you. And he goes, I, I just want to let you know I've been taking care of some stats. I mean, I've been tracking my stats. And he said, when you first started taking care of me, my average fastball was 95 miles an hour. While you've been taking care of me these six weeks, my average fastball 
has been 98.5 miles an hour, and I've hit 100 several times, which I've never done in my life. Do you think what we're doing has anything to do with that? And I looked at him. I said, well, what do you think? He said, well, of course it does. This is the only thing different that I'm doing in my life. So um, that was pretty That was pretty interesting. So basically, a pitcher, by the way, 95 miles an hour is an amazing fastball anyway, and this kid was able to raise that three and a half miles an hour and actually hit 100 miles an hour. That's the difference between making a team and the Hall of Fame. That's right. Absolutely right. And, Bobby, the, the, the amount of money that these guys are making nowadays, if they can extend their careers by one year or two years, financially speaking, is, is unbelievable, not to mention longevity after retirement so that they don't have to be old, beat-up athletes. So if we look at an athlete and say, okay, a slight difference puts them in the elite category, the difference in the income that they make is tremendous. I think the chiropractic adjustment is worth a whole lot more money than any of us, any of us are charging for it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, I, and I'll, I'll share with you another story. It was a, a, a young, very young player at the time, and he was already already at 21 years old. He won the gold glove and arguably the, the best young talent in all of baseball. He'd missed, he'd missed 70 games in two years due to quote-unquote un, undiagnosable back problems. So, you know, of course, I ended up having him come into the office. I met him and saw him, and we were discussing things, and he immediately got phenomenal results in the office uh, under chiropractic care. And he was just like, well, I need to make sure the team gets you involved. And I just, we had a conversation, and he goes, well, if the team doesn't hire you, I should. It would be smart for me to do it for my career. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you're right, absolutely. And he's one of the best baseball players in, in Major League Baseball today. What's amazing, I mean, you That's think about cool. the difference in their salary. They could basically hire a chiropractor full-time only for them, and still it would be only a small portion of the increase they got from having their level of play go up like that. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely, and that's a conversation that I've had with several. But it's just it's just getting them to think of it in that way. Yeah, you know? really, because without uh, it, what would you be doing? that's just a monetary thing that we're talking about. So what advice do you have? Let's, let's just say a chiropractor or a chiropractic student is listening to this right now, and they say, I would love to take care of athletes. What, what advice do you have for them to be able to get into that taking care of athletes? Well, I, I've been asked that, and and, and I, I did nothing special. You know, I, I had a family chiropractic office in Jupiter, Florida, and I happened to have uh, one young minor league kid that never made it to the major leagues. He made it to the triple triple play, but he's now the head coach at Furman Baseball, and, and he, I just told the story. I told the truth, and he loved it, and he just turned around and he started telling everybody – on his team and some of those guys made it to the big leagues and you know my my story never changed it wasn't it was it was always 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 about the detection and direction of subluxation they never heard it what is this why haven't we heard it before this makes sense i got to tell everybody i know and that's what happened so i didn't do anything specially involved in athletes uh i i i'm an old athlete and i love sports so maybe it was some of the energy that i was 
putting out there, but, you know, I would love to see every single one of these little leagues and these little, you know, towns and community sports facilities, all these moms that are taking care of kids, have them checked for subluxations, not just professional athletes. You know, uh, you were an athlete yourself uh, in the early days. Tell a little bit about that, sir, because I understand that had an effect on you getting into chiropractic and uh, you played basketball. Uh, my only forte when basketball was I played it a lot, but I played in a neighborhood where everybody was short. So I was at five foot, one of the tallest kids, and there was not much of a call for a, a, you know, a six foot power forward <laughs> when everybody else was five three. Right. <laughs> so uh, my career didn't go very far. Uh, but you had mentioned, you know, you, you mentioned well, earlier your ankles and stuff like that. But you, you mentioned also you come from a family of athletes. Uh, your father was a professional football player. Correct. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, he was. He, he, he was a professional football player. He played in the, the 60s and 70s. Uh, he went to the University of Miami. Then he played, you know, he had, you know, winning your professional career. Um, but back in the 60s and 70s, you made no money. Um, so he was a... He was an iron worker and a substitute teacher in Miami, Florida in the off season. And my mom was a flight attendant just so that they could survive. But the reason I say that is because back in the sixties and seventies, if you missed, uh, if you missed a game or even a couple of plays or a series due to an injury, your, your job wasn't guaranteed. It's not like today. So, you know, they abused themselves. They took a lot of drugs and, um, had no idea what it was going to do to their body at that particular time just to stay on the field. I mean, my dad told me he had his face mask broken. He knocked the front six teeth out. And as quick as they could put a new face mask on, they had already shot him up with uh, a bunch of stuff. And he was right back in the game. He missed like three plays. So um, unfortunately, you know, those decisions back in the 60s and 70s when he was 20-something cost him his life because he ended up dying of iatrogenic kidney failure, which obviously we all know is drug-induced kidney failure. Now, you know, athletes today, uh, they're a little more aware of the idea of not doing as much uh, as far as pain medications and drugs, but it's still fairly prevalent, and you see chiropractic as an alternative to that. Talk a little bit about that. Well, yeah, I, I, I certainly do, but I also, you know, Bobby, uh, symptoms are our body's way of communicating with us. So, you know, I, I don't know about you, but certainly when I was growing up playing things, I, I always heard, no pain, no gain, no pain, no gain. Well, you know, I I was telling the guys, listen, if you're, you know, if you feel something, embrace it, but be aware of it because your body's telling you something's going on there. Um, but, you know, once again, under chiropractic care, when the, the body and the spine specifically is, is uh, free of misalignments and subluxations, it's able to communicate properly and the brain's able to get the messages to every single cell or tissue in the body, eventually what happens is the body performs better, it heals itself, and symptoms go away as a byproduct of that. But uh, I'll speak for myself. I've never, I've never adjusted somebody to treat a symptom. You know, I've adjusted somebody. I've always adjusted people to clear their nerve system, allow their body to do what it believes is best at that particular amount of time. So, you know, you've never had any specific uh, certification training in taking care of athletes, and I know there are chiropractors out there who go for that and then they say well how could you take care of athletes what's your response to that <laughs> my response to that is just the same way i take care of the stay-at-home mom right it's it, it 
a, a spine is a spine, a subluxation is a subluxation, and my specific scientific, scientific chiropractic adjustment is just that. It, it doesn't differ. Uh, well, it, it would from a baby to a professional athlete, but, you know, an adjustment's an adjustment. It, it's no different. So um, I've taken care of a lot of athletes, and no, I don't have any specific uh, sports training. Other than the fact that you're very passionate about it and you played it yourself for a while, uh, but you correct subluxations on your athletes. That's it. That's all I do, which is enough. <laughs> that's what that's what separates us from anyone. Now you're also you also have been very involved in politics over the years. You were the past president of the Florida Chiropractic Society, so I can ask you kind of a, a political question here. Where do you see our profession going? What, what, what positive and what possible pitfalls do you see ahead for the chiropractic profession? Well, I, yes, I, I, I've been very involved over the last 15 plus years and still continue to be involved today. I, I, um, to me, chiropractic needs to stay in its lane and needs to make sure that uh, we're able to keep our language, which is the detection and correction of subluxation, and, um, you know, because it's the only thing that separates us from any profession out there now, because you got physical therapists and you got athletic trainers that are manipulating people. Matter of fact, I had one that hurt one of my athletes because he was manipulating them, uh, you know, several million dollar player that got hurt by one. Um, but in the political arena, obviously, I don't have to tell you or those that are listening, there's a huge difference in what chiropractic is within the profession of chiropractic. And uh, you've already mentioned it. I don't know why people would go to school and dedicate four years of their time and get two to $300,000 in debt and get out and want to do something that uh, other professions do or things that you don't even need a degree to do. So um, politically speaking, I just want to make sure that chiropractic stays chiropractic in each state um, and make sure that we steer further and further away from uh, becoming pseudo-medical doctors. Yeah, I, I see that paradigm as a, a bit, I mean, in emergency care, fine, but as an overall wellness or health paradigm, I don't see the medical profession doing very well, and I don't know why chiropractors would chase down that rabbit hole and want to mimic something that is not working very well anyway. Uh, do you have any parting rants, I will say, for the listeners here? here? Anything you want to get off your chest in chiropractic while we're finishing up here? Uh, no rants. I just would just like to ask the, the, the profession and those that, that are listening to this call is to get involved, you know, uh, get involved at the state level and the national level. And if you care about chiropractic the way that, that I do, and I know you do, Dr. Braille, uh, it's important to us. You know, and it, it is, it is a, it's a time commitment, it's a financial commitment, and, and it's all that, but I, I believe chiropractic is worth it, and I'll do my part until the day I die to protect it. So but just ask those, those uh, out there that are listening that don't like uh, some of the things they see in chiropractic to do something about it. Just don't sit there and complain. Actually do something about it. That's right. If all you do is complain, you're not helping out. You got to get involved. I appreciate you, Dr. Lucas. I appreciate no, all you've done. Problem. Yeah, really. 
I appreciate all you've done for chiropractic, yep. for your outreach into the athletic area, as well as the politics. And I want to thank you very much for being a part of this podcast. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me, Dr. Burrell. I love and appreciate it, pal. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been another episode of Cairo Rants. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Cairo Rants. Subscribe for free and listen to insightful, truthful, and hard-hitting discussions with some of the biggest names in chiropractic. Cairo Rants is sponsored in part by Now You Know Online and in-office educational services. Learn how to expand your educational outreach to your patients and your community at www.nowyouknow.net. The opinions of Cairo Rants are exclusively those of Dr. Braille and do not reflect the opinions of any associations, groups, institutions, or sponsors mentioned in these podcasts. This has been Cairo Rants.